Hi guys, so I want to pop in real fast and say that we also have another episode coming out today with Killer Point of View Podcast, so be sure to check them out. They're on uh, pretty much where you can listen to podcasts at, um, and we will be sitting down with them on their podcast talking about the Exorcism of Emily Rose movie. Um, but like I said, check them out. We had a ton of fun with them today, and we appreciate them taking their time to hang out with us and talk about all the cool movie stuff, so hope you enjoy this episode. And I'm Caro, and this is the Paranormal State of Mind. All right, guys, so today we have a special guest. We have Brian and Ashley from Killer Point of View Podcast. Um, so you guys go ahead and hop on and say hey, and just tell us a little about, bit about yourself. Ashley, you go first. Are you going to put me on the spot? Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, we talk about horror movies and true crime, and I'm mostly the true crime person. You know, Brian will chime in a little bit here and there but um yeah because I don't, I don't really like true, true crime <laughs> he is you know the horror connoisseur but yeah that, that's pretty much all i have to say about that um <laughs> so we are brandon ashley from the killer point of view podcast um same name on instagram uh if you guys want to check us out um like ashley says she do true crime i do mostly <laughs> the horror stuff um and sometimes we'll have a movie that is based off of a true crime, so it's a a unique combination of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how we work, and we're kind of <laughs> yin and yang ourselves. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to see your podcast episode. Um, I really like it. Um, one of my favorites was I know what you did last summer. Uh, that, you guys did cover that, right? Yes. My blanket. Okay, yes, yeah. Okay, so um, I have a horrible memory. But, yeah, I really like that. Um, I actually live really close to the town where it was filmed. So, like, as a kid, I'll be, oh, this is where this happened, and this is where this happened. So it was really cool. I always love it whenever people cover movies where I can kind of, like, see all this stuff, and I grew up watching it a lot. But, yeah, I mean, you guys, I think you did the whole Mindhunter series and stuff. You did Hannibal, so. Um, I think you guys are great, and I really enjoy listening to you. And this comes from somebody who's not a huge movie review podcaster, so. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Uh, what made you guys decide to start doing podcasting? Um, so this is our, well, this is my third podcast. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I, I've actually wanted to do a podcast since 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of pretty early on with that. I, I listened to uh, quite a few different things like music podcasts and um, some movie mm-hmm. podcasts. And um, I've always wanted to do it because I, I love uh, movies and uh, mm-hmm. just never really found the right time to do it. And then um, 2020, I just brought some equipment and started recording and uh, a couple podcasts didn't work out. But um, we uh, we started this That's almost a good at- experience. Yeah, it was it was good experience, but um, we started this uh, podcast almost a year ago. So, um, and it's it's been great. Like we we love the uh, horror movie community, so um, mm-hmm. we love it. Oh yeah, there's so many great people, and I was I was so scared of like social media, Instagram, and then 
I mean, because I was like a MySpace kid and I never really cared about anything else. But uh, <laughs> so, like, I was so scared of like Instagram and I was like, oh, God, this is like, horrifying. And I've met so many lovely people. I only got one dick pic, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's how um, you know you've made but, it when people start sending you. Right. <laughs> I was like, there's a request. And then I was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, a wiener. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm on board for for uh, starting a petition to bring MySpace back. Yes, MySpace man, it would be great. so cool. I like, yeah, it was. I, I like how you can add like music to the profile and stuff like that. Like, I, I wish they bring mm-hmm. that back. Yeah, it was a fun time. Um, well, guys, we're gonna go ahead and let me. I'll go. I forgot to tell everybody what we're doing. So today we are going to be doing a um, kind of like a curse slash haunted movie set. And so we're going to start you guys off with the omen. Um, me and Kara are just going to kind of hop back and forth and talk about different facts. So, um, and then Brian and Ashley, what are you guys going to be covering? We are going to be covering The Conjuring. Okay, Ooh, there we go. Fun. I don't know anything about that one at all, so that's exciting. Yeah. All right. So, as I said, Kara, Kara and I are going to be talking a little about the 1976 movie, The Omen, and the curse that it seems to carry. Right on. If you haven't seen the movie before, I figured we'd read the synopsis, so here we go. American diplomat Robert adopts Damien when his wife, Catherine, delivers a stillborn child. After Damien's first nanny hangs herself, Father Brennan warns Robert and Damien warns Robert that Damien will kill Catherine's unborn child. Shortly thereafter, Brennan dies and Catherine miscarries when Damien pushes her off the balcony. As many people around Damien die, Robert investigates Damien's background and realizes his adopted son may be the Antichrist. <laughs> so have you guys all seen The Omen? I have. I have not you seen have, the like, original. No? Okay. Uh, Kira, I don't think you've seen any of them, have you? No, I have not seen any of them. Okay. It looks so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I would say start with the 1976 one. It's going to be, you know, oh, yeah. a little more a little less scary. Yeah. A little less scary, yeah. Um, I've seen the first, of course, the 1976, and I saw the remake. I think it's like 2005 is when it came out, something like that. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know until today or the other day when I was on research that they had like the Omen 2 and the Omen 3, and they had like a TV series and like, well, like a TV movie, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." Um, so, do you, do you guys, Brian? Did you like the movie The Omen? Uh, the original, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it was okay. I mean, thinking about when it came out in like that era, mm-hmm. I can definitely see how that movie was scary as fuck. Um, For sure, <laughs> but uh, you know, it you know today is not really scary to me. Um, right, but I, I still enjoyed. You know, watching I, I watched it again uh, earlier today, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I think um, like the way it was shot, like with the music and um, mm-hmm. the, the kid was definitely creepy as fuck. I, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that. he did a good job. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm not the same. Like I thought it was fine. I watched it. I guess I didn't watch it probably till about seven or eight years ago. And I watched that and Rosemary and Rosemary's Baby like the same time, uh, back to back. So I'd never seen what, what, either one of those. So it was kind of just like a, I was like, okay, well, I can see it's spooky for its time, but you know now it's just, you know, it, it was it was interesting to watch. So, um, mm-hmm. 
Well, the Omen followed the footsteps of two other very popular movies, which is The Exorcist and, as I said, Rosemary's Baby. And it wasn't just because they all deal with evil children of some sort. Uh, it's also because they're all cursed and haunted in many ways. But The Omen seems to really take the cake because some say they believe the movie angered Satan himself. So I'm just going to jump in and talk about some of the many unfortunate events that happened uh, on set or to the actors and crew members. Yeah, yeah, some unfortunate things indeed. So after helping with special effects on The Omen, designer John Richardson was in Holland working on another movie, His Wife Lives More, with his wife uh, Lives More. Uh, one night they were driving, unfortunately, um, hit a car head-on. Richardson was knocked out, but his wife was decapitated when a front tire tore through the uh, sorry tore through the floor and hit her. Richard I'm sorry, that's supposed to be the Linda. My bad, I'm not aware of the floor. When Richard came to, he said that it was a creepy coincidence to the scene he helped design in the movie. He said that he uh, that he also saw a road sign right before um, the accident and said um, uh, that to Omen, it was 66.6 kilometers away. Ooh. Yeah. So for that, with a sign, they couldn't find the sign, but he, it, there was one there, but he said he actually saw it say, and they spelled Omen differently, um, mm-hmm. O-M-M-E-N, but uh, he said he saw it, like, right before they they got hit, um, but I didn't write into it as much, but they also said, like, there was no cars on the highway, like, this car just seemed to come out of nowhere, um, and like, like Kara said, unfortunately, his wife did end up dying, Um I cannot imagine that. Um, yeah. And another thing that happened was an animal trainer was actually killed by a tiger the day after they filmed the scene in the car with the baboons uh, reacting to the side of Damien. And another thing that they had that was the mother of the movie, her reaction to, like, the, the baboons, like, freaking out was, like, actually, like, the fear in her eyes was actually real fear. And I guess it's, you know, because it's Baboons are really scary. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so eerie. Um, in 1975, Gregory Peck was on a plane to London to film when the aircraft was struck by lightning. This caused one of the engines to catch fire, and the plane came close to crashing to the Atlantic Ocean. A few weeks later, producer Mace Newfield was on his way to shoot when his plane was also struck by lightning while also crossing the Atlantic. Screenwriter David... Uh, felt there was um, also on a plane that had been struck by lightning, which is evident uh, enough that there was indeed a curse, at least in my opinion, uh, on this movie set. So that is three people whose mm-hmm. who plane was struck. And this was while it's recording. It wasn't like, or while they were like filming. This wasn't like, hey, we're done. Because some of the stuff was like right after they're filming. But this was all while they were like actively filming this movie, which is insane to me. And there's actually another guy who almost... Um, he he almost their plane almost got struck by lightning, but uh, he also had worked on the set. But that's horrifying because for me planes are too scary anyway. Like <laughs> scare the shit out of me. Actually, <laughs> um, so especially I, I, little planes. I actually uh, I, I work on airplanes for a living, and uh, oh, really, yeah, <laughs> it's uh it's definitely scary. <laughs> Do they get struck by lightning very often? Um. Not that, not really. I feel like I'd want to see the statistics on that because I feel like that's a lot of planes being struck by lightning, right? Especially to mm-hmm. those people. No, I would no, not be that's, on a plane. That's definitely weird that that happened that many times <laughs> to people that 
are kind of like in touch with each other mm-hmm. somehow. Uh-huh. And twice over the Atlantic Ocean. So, I mean, I don't know anything about geography, but, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's pretty scary. I don't know where the other guy was headed to, but, yeah, it's horrifying. Yes. Um, I would have stopped filming the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have, too. Uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but somebody was like, hey, let's not do this, but. You know, yeah, money sounds great. <laughs> so after surviving the lightning-induced terror in the overseas flight, producer Mace Newfield was involved in a few other curse-related incidents. While staying at Hilton Hotel in London, he and his wife were given an early checkout when the Irish Republican Army blew up the building. Luckily, neither of the ho- neither neither of them were in the hotel at the time, and they weren't killed. Nobody was killed, from what I could see. Um, several days days later, Newfield. And other several other producers and Gregory Peck, who's the main actor, were headed to the restaurant when the IRA also bombed the building. That, that building, um, although many people view these scary incidents as part of the Omen curse, considering that the IRA was involved in a large number of learning explosions at the time, maybe the cast and crew escaping twice is actually a miracle. Uh, I, I mean, it's a miracle, but I mean. I feel like that's pretty unlucky to be like two <laughs> places that got bombed back to back. So I, I would definitely, if I'm gonna put anything in the curse, well, yeah, that seems that seems pretty crazy. And this dude, I mean, he almost got killed on the plane with the lightning strike. I don't know if that would kill you. I feel like it would kill you though. You know, like if in the, my head, who knows nothing about airplanes? If the plane got struck by lightning, um, yeah, their plane got struck by lightning. I don't think it would kill you. I mean, I feel like, well, you know more about planes. But in my head, I'm like, something's going to explode. The airplanes, it's the 70s, you know. <laughs> I mean, if something explodes and, you know, they crash, yeah, but um, I don't. Yeah. I mean, people people get struck by lightning and they live. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. That's and my uncle, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, and my uncle got struck by lightning, but he also was in a plane. He was just in the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, for the move. Okay, for the movie, the crew rented a small plane for some aerial shots. Oh no, we know this is going to be bad. <laughs> At the last minute, the aircraft company changed plans and said they would have to push the rental back to later in the day. And this inconvenience turned out to be the opposite of a curse, because the plane they were going to uh, go on at that time crashed. Uh, as the plane was taking off, it flew into a flock of birds crashing through a spin, hitting a car, and killing many. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They didn't say how many people were killed. They said killed many. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, okie dokie. Um, <laughs> I mean, one, one death is enough, and it's just something to stop with the airplanes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, just not, just I don't think yeah. I could ever fly again after that. Um, mm-hmm. So another stuntman named Alf Joint, which is a badass name anyway, Alf Joint, like, you sound like you need to be a stuntman. <laughs> um, but he was working on another film after that event. And actually, he was working on the same film that the husband and wife or the wife got killed. He was working oh. on the film as well. Yeah. But um, while he was filming, he was supposed to jump off of a tall building and land on the airbag, something he'd done plenty of times. But this time, however, he jumped in an awkward way and missed the station pad. He was seriously injured and rushed to the hospital. When he gained consciousness, he said he felt like someone had pushed him, even though there had been nobody behind him. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, think about, you got to think about these people. I mean, this is what they do for a living. So they know when to hit their point on time. Not saying they can't make a mistake, but I mean, I feel like when you jump off the building, that's like uh, not an empty missing mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's creepy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very creepy. Another creepy, eerie thing that kind of came before, like two months before filming, um, was Gregory Peck's son, Jonathan. Uh, he had died by suicide, which is pretty, pretty yeah. interesting to like kind of start out the whole thing. You know what I mean? Death. Yeah, yeah, and he had said that like it was really hard for him to go on shooting. I, I guess he'd already kind of signed it. And they told him like, well, if you feel like you can't do this, then you know it's okay. We understand. But he decided to go ahead and do it. But he said it's really hard to do a movie where in the movie he was going to kill his, you know, antichrist mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine, and I don't. I, I don't even know if that would be a curse. That's just unfortunate, you know. I think whenever all this crazy stuff is happening, people would be like, "Well, that was obviously part of the curse," but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, let's see. The real Guildford Cathedral may not be cursed, but attendance dropped after people saw the omen. Um, and in 2005, an armed man was actually arrested outside the church grounds. Um, they don't know what he was doing. They didn't say what he was doing there, but he was like yelling and waving a gun around, so. Oh, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so she have both a few more. Let's see. Robert Munger was the man who pitched the movie and uh, was the man who pitched the movie. He ended up getting cold feet and told people, if the devil's greatest we- single weapon is to be invisible and you're going to do something which is um, going to take away his invisibility to millions of people, he's not going to want that to happen. So, he was like, hey, yeah. Don't don't show the devil, basically. <laughs> he was honest with don't, don't 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 talk about him. Yeah, and um he was also like a he at that point he had like kinda gotten to Christianity and I think he kinda like regretted pitching this idea to, about the movie and all that stuff. So, um I don't know. I mean he, he actually used the word at some point in other interviews that that movie was gonna be cursed. So whenever they did I guess they did an omen documentary after it came out and he was like I try to tell them you know so um, and this is our last fact or yeah so playing Damien has been a role that quite a few people have taken over the years and it seems that to take its toll on most of the actors but Harvey Stevens who played the original Damien turned in quite the recluse after the Omen. In fact the producer of the Omen documentary hired a private investigator to track him down for an interview but he had no luck finding him. Uh, so he did return in the 2000s remake in a small acting role um he just kind of seemed to be he just kind of dropped off after that i think in 1980 he did something and then i mean it's not unusual for child actors to just stop acting but like it writes like we could not find him and then there was a couple other actors i think it's the third omen where the guy who played Damien just quit acting altogether and he became like a truck driver in australia he, was, he won't talk. He won't talk about what happened in the role. Like, he's like, I will not do interviews about it. I won't talk about it. I know that doesn't have to do the original Omen, but it seems like the curse just kind of carries on with these movies, you know. So, Ooh, that's yeah. so creepy. It is creepy. I, that is the uh, curse yeah. of Omen. I'm sorry, Ashley. What were you saying? No, you're fine. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, I was just gonna say it was kind. Of, it's it is creepy that it kind of like just followed it around with with the sequels mm-hmm. and stuff. So, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't read much into it, but they say some weird occurrences happened on the um, the newest one, which I think I said it came out from the 2000s. I think that's Chris Dunst who was in it, but um, 
anyways, they had some weird occurrences, but it seems like the one in the 70s was, like, definitely pretty, pretty dark. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Pretty horrifying, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, guys, mm-hmm. so that was the uh, original Omen. Mm-hmm. The curse of the Omen. Yeah, I, I, a lot of plane rides. I would never uh, work on any of those movies <laughs> ever. No way. <laughs> no. If they're if I was an actor, which I could not be, then they're like, "Hey, we got you can be the star. We're paying millions." I'm like, what movie? And I'm like, "Nah." Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> right. I'm actually good. Thank you, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get on any planes, though, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. For real. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to kick us off with the Conjuring. Okay. Did you have something you want to say? No, go ahead. Um, so these ones aren't quite as terrifying, but they are just kind of too creepy to, like, be too much of a coincidence kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren, um, was said to repeatedly wake up between 3 and 4 a.m., um, you know, while filming this movie. And, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's kind of re- referred to as, as the devil's hour or something like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but if that isn't creepy enough, um, that is also, you know, the time window that the witch died in the movie. Um, and oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Vera actually claims, you know, that, that her sleep troubles remained when filming was over. So I, I, I don't know. So it, it, it might just be a total coincidence, but I, I think that's creepy as fuck. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's creepy. Yeah, very if I wake up at 3 o'clock and I'm like, go to bed, don't leave, we're not peeing, we are not peeing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, So then we have Joey King, who uh, played Christine. She Mm -hmm. reportedly was covered in strange bruises, you know, even though she hadn't done any stunts on set. Um, And, you know, Mm -hmm. production was said to be strict in regard to not putting children in any type of physical danger. Um, And I kind of read this as, you know, like bruises in weird places or, you know, little kids get bruises all over their shins from riding Mm -hmm. their bike or climbing on stuff or whatever. So I kind of read that as like oddly placed bruises or large bruises or things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And Joey was said to never have any issues with bruising prior to this or after filming. Like after they stopped, you know, this wasn't happening to her anymore. So... I, mm-hmm. I thought that was definitely creepy because, you know, in the movie, that's something that kind of happens to the m- mom first is she just has all these weird bruises and marks on her and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the artifacts on set, like the ones that the Warrens kept uh, locked up in their basement, I think it was. Um, like, like Annabelle? Exactly, like Annabelle. Um, <laughs> were kind of said to have a life of their own and most notably, this wooden pig would, like, move by itself. And this was um, confirmed by, you know, several people. It wasn't just one guy saying, hey, I saw this pig move, and he really moved it himself type of thing. It was, like, a lot of people saw this happening. So hmm. I'm really surprised that they have the actual artifacts, like, on the on the movie set. It yeah. seems like a no-no. Yeah. They're like, nah, it's a horrible idea. <laughs> I feel like you're just asking for trouble when you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I would not want to be surrounded by that. 
Um, no, I'm like, you know what? You have, so. you have the money. Go, go buy some fake stuff. Go, right. go buy a fake raggedy and all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so the Perrin family, who the, the Conjuring is about, um, they actually visited the set. And Cindy, who was the second youngest daughter, and, you know, she was obviously very young when this was happening to her in real life. Um, she was said to basically lose it when she saw the witch that they had on set. Um, and, you know, Cindy told them, like, this witch is exactly, you know, what she had seen as a child. And at this point, she was, like, a middle-aged woman, and she was, like, cowering, holding on to somebody else because she was so scared. Um, oh, my, oh my God. God. That's so scary. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Especially if they didn't consult her beforehand. I mean, I'm sure they asked her a little bit. I guess if they got it so dead on, I, can't, I don't know. It's horrifying. It is horrifying. And then to, to walk in there and have to see something that tormented you so intensely throughout your childhood, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even have gone, to be honest. Yeah, why was she there? Um, no. Because the, the – well, l- l- listen to my next one, okay? So the, the family was on set um, minus the mother. So I think it was just like a bunch of the daughters – um, mm-hmm. and one of the daughters had told Chad Hayes, who was a co-writer, um, that she had just a really bad feeling that something was going to happen that day. And so mm-hmm. their mother was not there, but, you know, she was the one that was tormented by the witch the most. Um, and she actually fell and broke her hip that day. And all of the daughters ended up having to leave the set and kind of go tend to her. Like she had to have surgery and have her hip replaced. Mm-hmm. Like it was a severe fall. Um, wow. And I, I don't think that, I don't think she, she was like 95 years old or anything like that. Um, mm. And so um, it's, it's reported that kind of her first reaction was that with Shiva, I don't even know if I'm saying that right was trying to do something to her and and that mm-hmm. in itself is is horrifying so mm-hmm. yeah it would be traumatizing to relive all that stuff like even if it's just their movie yeah yeah i'm not sure if they i mean obviously i don't think they needed permission but i feel like that's one of those mm-hmm. things where you maybe should consult with the people who you know had to live through this yeah um, for sure so the last one right. that I have is um, one of the writers, Carrie Hayes, uh, was actually said to confide in Lorraine Warren because, you know, she had been on set. And um, I think at one point she even played some authentic tapes for them, really so that they could just get a good grasp on what they were dealing with. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he was telling Lorraine about something that was happening to him. And so while Carrie was away, obviously filming the movie, his wife was home alone. I believe they had at least one son. Um, and she was just finding like these odd water formations all around their home that seemingly, you know, appeared from nothing. Like there, there wasn't a leak in the wall or this wasn't, you know, dripping somewhere or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. Lorraine would actually tell him that he was dealing with a water poltergeist. Um, and she told him that spirits often reveal themselves when, you know, men are away and women, are kind of alone because I guess women are. I don't even want to say the shit out of everything. <laughs> yeah, they're, they tend to be more afraid of those things. So, what, yeah. What was this thing called? A water poltergeist. And no, I did not Google it because I am a scary cat. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never heard of that at all. <laughs> but, uh, I've seen it a lie. 
Sound like a fucking Pokemon to me. You know what? I don't know. You can Google it. You can Google it if you want, but I'm not doing it. Um, I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if that's legit. I don't know if she was just trying to kind of put his mind at ease, even though that's not really putting it at ease either, but something. Uh, I feel like... I feel like that would be such a spooky lady to be around. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I pulled out Walter, Walter Porter guys, but I pulled up something about Florida, so I didn't like reading it. That was in Florida. I just feel like everything's so crazy there. Um, <laughs> I didn't really seem to answer anything, but uh, oh. yeah. No, that was crazy. I mean, it doesn't have to be as many airplane deaths or almost deaths, but I mean, it's pretty horrifying. I wonder if, like, they saw, I know you probably don't know the instance, but I wonder if they saw any other things when they were working through the different Conjuring movies, you know, since it seems to be such an active crew, I, I guess. I did read something that, so when they um, shot the second one, um, they were at a Warner Bros. studio. Um, and Studio mm-hmm. 4 is apparently the most haunted stage on the premises, according to this mm-hmm. article that I was reading. Um, and, you know, there were some creepy things that kind of continued to happen. It didn't go too in-depth on the um, onto that. But uh, it, it was talking something about – let me see if I can find it here. Um, so, yeah, on The Conjuring 2, when Lee Winnell, who wrote and starred in James Wan's 2010 horror film Insidious, he stopped by to visit, and photos from Insidious, like, had showed up on his iPad or something, and, like, they weren't, it, said, it says they weren't saved on his iPad or his PC, and he, like, mm-hmm. couldn't get them off the iPad, like, they wouldn't delete or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of creepy, but, yeah, they, they mostly just talked about, it being shot kind of um, on this apparently haunted uh, Studio 4, so. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, the way we always end our podcast is we usually just ask a question. Um, so if you had to have one movie to watch over and over on, like, a desert island and have to be a horror movie, which one would you guys pick? Ashley, you can go first. Oh, that's a tough question. I'm trying to think of something that's not super scary. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be able to sleep on this deserted island. Um, I mean, it could be, I mean, it could be like, kind of like, I don't know, it could be a scary movie like Paranorman, or I mean, it doesn't feel like spooky, spooky. It just has to be like, I kind of I kind of want to pick Goosebumps. Okay. I don't know if that's scary, but I'm going with that. There's monsters and stuff in there. My, my kid thinks it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, going with you, Brian. That's that's actually not a bad pick. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, because if you watch Goosebumps now, like it still has like the eerie feel to it. It has nostalgia. The music, the theme song is amazing. You know, so I mean, you, you got a lot going for, it, and then you can laugh at all the cheesiness. <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna have to pick Scream. Okay, that's a good yeah. one too. It's just that classic. is a good one. I, I, I love what Scream. Like you, I feel like this is not a scenario where I'd want to take anacondas. A <laughs> <laughs> no. desert island with anacondas? No. <laughs> say not. Um, so if not that one, then hmm, that's really really tough. I would say maybe um, 
maybe could it be a show instead of a movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Marianne because Marianne was really fun. It was pretty I good. It's it. been a long yeah. time since I watched that. It was really cool. Um, it was kind of scary the second time around, but it was still like it was a good movie. I mean, good show. Have y'all seen yeah. Marianne? No, I'm I'm not familiar with that. When did that no, come it's, out? Um, it's it's um like 2018 maybe. Yeah, I think it was pretty recent, like right before the pandemic. Um, it's just like a series on Netflix, like it's like a French uh, show. Like it's so good, you gotta check it out. It's really, yeah, it, it, it is really the good. The plot is really good. Yeah. Add that to our um, list. I'm gonna look it up right watching, now. Watching, I prefer to watch it not in dubbed, but I mean, some people prefer it. It's just like you know, for me, I'm like, oh, the mouths don't match up at all, and it stresses me out a little bit. Okay, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good one. Um, have you guys watched? What's that? It's the same people who did Haunt of Hill House, and they did Bly Manor, and then there's the other one. I think. Yeah, have you watched it, Kira? Um, Island. Um, <clears throat> you, know that. you guys know what I'm talking about? What what movie is it? It's a show. It's also on Netflix. But it's the same movie did Haunted Hill that House in a Fly Manor. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's like this weird, not weird in Valley, but it's like a Catholic church on this like tiny town. Oh, it was Midnight Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass. Did you watch that? Oh uh, no. I, I know what it is, oh my but I, I didn't see it. So good. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it, but because um, I watched, I like Haunted Hill House, I thought it was good, and then Blind mm-hmm. Man, I was like, eh, it's not really doing it for me. But then Midnight Mass, is, it's a whole different kind of like vibe about it. It's really good. You guys should check it out. Mm-hmm. I, I heard both of those were good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely check it out, especially, you know. Um, it's not like your ghost, like you normally think it would be. Like, I don't want to get away mm-hmm. too much, but it was so, so good. No, yeah, it's just so well written. Oh my gosh, characters mm-hmm. are so good. Oh. Yeah. So, my movie would be, it's hard. I don't think this one is fully fits into a horror movie, um, but it's got a, like, horror element to it. So, it would be Pan's Labyrinth because it's just beautifully shot. The music good and I love it so if I have to go straight horror it's going to have to be probably The Strangers Mm -hmm. it's my (laughs) go-to all the time (laughs) I haven't watched it in a couple years I watched it so many times when it when it came out I remember seeing it in the movie theater you've never seen The Strangers oh oh, I thought you said I've never seen it what (laughs) (laughs) no I've I've seen it but yeah I remember going to the movie theater to go see that Mm mm-hmm that, that Same. First of us saw a lady. She screamed and she scared me more than the movie did because she screamed all the way through. Like every time she started screaming, I was screaming. <laughs> That's always fun, uh, though. I feel like that makes the movie yeah. better. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. We'll have to do it again. Um, we actually were just on their podcast, guys. So we will all be having something coming out. Sometime soon, I'll let you know for sure an update on Instagram. Um, but make sure you check out Killer Point of View podcast on Instagram. You know, check out their podcast. I know you guys are on Spotify and probably Apple. Are you on anything else? Uh, a bunch of other stuff. I'm, I can't, pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Okay, gotcha. Well, do you guys have anything you want to say? You want to tell anybody anything else about yourself? 
just thank you for having us. This was uh, scary, but also very fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we love it. Anytime, guys. We, we love doing this. Yeah, and uh, um, your podcast is great. I was listening to, uh, uh, what was the episode? Uh, y- y'all did an episode about uh, Zodiac signs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a fun little end of the year, beginning of the year, I guess, episode. It was it was fun to do. But yeah, yeah, um, did a um, y'all talking about a because y'all did uh, the Leo sign, and both me and Ashley are Leos, mm-hmm. so um, oh. yeah, and uh, awesome. um, damn, they they said uh something about that uh the world is ready for you and you're ready for the world type thing. I was like, yes, I feel that this year. I feel that. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> so. My Zodiac sign has not been nice to me this year. So, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my doomy personality, that's all sure that, that recording really fit there for me. <laughs> I don't know about it. And man, did it was all right. <laughs> I did not know about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, it's been fun doing this, and like I've said before, I've met three amazing people in here, and three amazing opportunities happen to us, and me and Kara's, I mean, we've been on each other for forever, but just making sure we talk every week has just been a huge thing for us, because mm-hmm. I'm not a texter, and I hate texting, um, so <laughs> I'm not going to have, like, a conversation through text most of the time, so I think it's been, it's been amazing, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and getting to be on y'all's podcast, and so many other people we've met, so yeah, we really mm-hmm. We usually end up by saying "scare you later," so if you guys want to kick in, you can say that as well. So, thank you guys, and we will scare you later. We'll scare you later. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right.